This is the Evan Solomon Show. Sitting in for Evan, here's Graham Richardson on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Our board, frankly, does not share the view that senior leadership should be replaced on the basis of what we consider to be substantial misinformation and an unduly cynical attacks. You know, I appreciate that others disagree with us, but our positions are based on the information that we have and an understanding that Hockey Canada has an excellent reputation. Suggesting that toxic behavior is somehow a specific hockey problem or to scapegoat hockey as a centerpiece for toxic culture is, in my opinion, counterproductive to finding solutions and risks overlooking the change that needs to be made more broadly to prevent and address toxic behavior, particularly against women. Prime Minister said those comments from Andrew Skinner, the um, interim chair of Hockey Canada, those comments boggled his mind, essentially. Um, a very uh, aggressive defense of Hockey Canada yesterday and the executives and the board saying that all sorts of things uh, about how they find themselves in this position. Um, no stranger to this story, of course, broke a lot of it. Rick Westhead, TSN senior correspondent, joins us on the line. Hi, Rick. Hi. What'd you make of that yesterday? Uh, it really took me back. Uh, I was surprised by some of the things that I'd heard. Uh, I was expecting that this was going to be, you know, sort of a more congenial, friendly, even um, hearing. And it was pretty clear very near the start that that was not going to happen. Mm. Uh, you know, at one point, at one point, Michael Brindamore, the former chair of, of Hockey Canada, who was testifying, was refusing to answer direct yes or no questions. And uh, one of the members of parliament had to ask the committee chair to direct Brindamore to answer the question. You know, we saw Member of Parliament Rachel Thomas yelling at uh, Andrea Skinner, you know, very emotional, uh, asking how it's possible with the status quo leading Hockey Canada, uh, whether something magical was going to happen to come in and, you know, affect this organizational change Mm. and how that would happen with the same people in place who've been there who've had oversight as, you know, many of the things that we're learning about now took place. If you were on that panel as an MP, I know it's a different role as a journalist, but what are your questions that you would have for them? I'm sure you've got 50, but if you had to pick a couple, like what do you most want to know from them? Yeah, how much time do you have? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I would a couple of the the basics. Uh, We've heard uh, a lot about you know how Hockey Canada has handled the allegations around uh, a 2018 alleged sexual assault in London, Ontario. Uh, but in June, Scott Smith testified that there are several other active investigations. I'd love to know who's investigating those. He said that over the last five or six years that one or two new complaints of sexual misconduct come into the national organization every year. Well, what's happened to those complaints? Mm-hmm. Who investigated those? Did they go to an independent third party? Or did Hockey Canada's own staff decide that they weren't credible? Did they lead to civil settlements? What happened? And and what about complaints that may have been filed at provincial branches across Canada historically? You know, the Ontario Hockey Federation, Hockey Manitoba, Hockey BC. Are there also complaints that are being filed with those provincial branches that we have not, you know, touched yet. And I guess finally, I'd love to know why they're not more transparent. 
Hockey Canada has made the case that it's not getting a fair deal in the media. And yet I've been asking questions of this organization for years about this lack of transparency. And I'll give, you know, your listeners one small example. Best practices in this space to keep people safe is that federations now, many of them, will make public the names of people who are sanctioned and cannot participate in sports. So you'll see, for instance, uh, Gymnastics Canada, Swimming Canada, Figure Skating Canada. uh, They have public lists of people who have been suspended. In some cases, like with Athletics Canada, they will even post on their website uh, the reports that have led up to these suspensions. So when they investigate a coach or an athlete or whomever uh, and they're suspended, you can go on Athletics Canada's website and see the investigative findings. Right. Which leads us to, historically, how many hockey people, coaches, administrators, whoever, how many people have been sanctioned? Who is not allowed to be part of that sport right now? And the answer is it's none of your business. Hockey Canada does not make this information public. The most powerful sports organization in the country with massive numbers of participants every year and in, in you know advising the public of that is not considered by Hockey Canada to be in the public interest. And yeah. in meantime, they do have these you know like if you want to be a coach, you've got to jump through X, Y, and Z, make sure you're certified here and there just on a minor hockey team or something. Yet something as serious as what we're talking about, it's, it's you've had to pull teeth to try to get basic information on it. That's true. And, and, and what you're talking about, the different modules that coaches and players, you know, people connected with the game have to take now, uh, this is a good thing. This is progress. Sure. Of course. And, uh, you know, we, we, we need to use, uh, we need to be educated on using proper language and remind coaches and children, you know, or adult participants, whoever it is, uh, about respecting each other. Man, we, we live, it feels like in right now, People are just on edge. You can't drive down the highway, uh, you know, wondering, well, who's going to say what to you if if there's some sort of a, you know, he or she cut me off moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so with all these tensions on edge, uh, these tensions, it's it's good that, that Hockey Canada and other organizations are, are doing these modules so to make sure that people remember to respect each other because ultimately sports is Sports is awesome. Sports is fun. And, you know, just personally, I have people say, well, how do you feel covering stories like this? Is it really, is it really hard? Do you have people say, oh, you're, you're trying to ruin hockey? And the truth is, I think that this is going to make hockey better. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that this kind of sunshine on this topic is important. And for too long, we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't talk about survivors who've come to me in recent months will say, I just finally feel like someone is actually going to listen to me and, you know, help me find justice, whatever that looks like, or accountability, whatever whatever that looks like. And it's about time. Can I just quickly, before I go, get back to 2018, and do you have any sense what the London police are re-looking at? And, like, that seems to me to be basically just they realize as this thing is blowing up through your work and others, they look really bad by just kind of moving on from it without a thorough invest. Do we have, or I don't know, do we have any sense that their new investigation is in some ways different than the previous one? No, we don't. Um, The truth is 
they're keeping their the, the police as they should do are keeping you know their cards close to their vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked with several hockey player agents whose clients uh, were on that World Juniors team in 2018, who've gone through police and interviews and investigate and, as part of this investigation. Uh, and and the, the answer is we we just don't know. Uh, it's interesting that they reopened the investigation and. You know, it, it's led a lot of people to speculate on where that's going to go. I don't know. I, I just, I, I hope that we can have faith that they're going to do it right, that they're going to take their time, be diligent, go and meet in person all these players, not just the ones who are in London at the tournament and uh, at the Hockey Canada Foundation event in June 2018 where this alleged assault, uh, you know, where this incident took place. Uh, and and really get to the bottom of it. Rick Westcott, always uh, good to have you on. Thanks so much for this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, that's TSN. Uh, Rick Westhead, who has uh, in many ways led the coverage on uh, this extraordinary story about Hockey Canada. Uh, when we come back, I want to take your uh, texts and calls about your cars and whether they've been stolen. We're getting a lot of this locally in the Ottawa area. But text us at 71010. I want to hear your stories about which cars um, and how you get through it all, like insurance, police. Do you get a rental? How long do you get the rental? Are rentals available? Text us at 71010. We'll read some of your responses when the Evan Solomon Show returns.